You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because there is a more freeing way to be fit. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to Move With Radiance. This is your host, Stephanie, and thank you for joining me on the third episode of this podcast. I'm super excited you all are here and wanted to start off, first of all, by saying thank you so, so much to those of you who have reached out and uh, shared your kind words about my first episode. It seriously means more than you could ever imagine. And so I'm so appreciative of you guys and thank you so much for just being on this journey with me. I know I've said that a lot, but I can honestly can do this without you guys. So thank you. (laughs) And when y'all are listening to this, it will be March 1st. That feels so fast. (laughs) I can't believe March is already here. And yeah, it's hope your 2018 has gone uh, pretty smoothly so far. I wanted to tell a little story just because I can't still fresh in my mind. I can't stop thinking about it. And it's just really funny to me. So I feel like I should share this funniness with you guys. I went skiing this week with a friend. And first of all, kind of goes... I, hand in hand with my last episode, but there were times where I really had to remind myself, like, relax, have fun. You have nothing to prove. Just enjoy your time. And just a reminder that this is something I work on every single day, especially with skiing. (laughs) I'm still not the most graceful human, but that's okay. I I can play outside and I'm grateful for that. Um, But we had just gotten some snow. And so we, there was um, a lot you know, fresh layer of snow kind of over what we call the crusty snow underneath. And it was sort of a steeper, pretty steep run and, um, it's not groomed. So there's just lots of snow. And sometimes if you fall, your ski pops off and it can be an unfortunate situation if you lose your ski in the snow, because then if you can't find it, that really sucks. And for some reason, (laughs) This day, I just kept, I was feeling really derpy. Like I just kept falling, and my skis kept popping off. And um, there was one instance where it was pretty steep, and my ski popped off, and I kind of slid down the run a bit. And my friend had gone up ahead of me, um, and I realized my ski popped off, and um, thought it kind of fell up towards the hill. So I started hiking up the hill and just like digging in the snow for my other ski. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I lost it. Like I had just gotten these new skis. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I, I lost my ski. Well, my friend calls me. She's like, uh, I have your ski. I'm like what? And apparently she had stopped a little bit farther down the run and I couldn't see her. Um, because of like trees and it was steeper. And apparently my ski that had popped off slid exactly to her. Like, what are the freaking odds of that happening? So someone was watching out for me that day and I had, you know, my ski, it was found and 
totally not like if she hadn't stopped there, I would have, I would be still looking for that ski. So (laughs) I can't stop laughing about it. It just is so funny to me. I wanted to share that story with you. And just to remind you also that I'm constantly working on my negative self-talk and that whole worthiness approval outward self, you know, searching for that outwardly instead of internally, internally. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at today. Um, I'm sort of switching things up a little bit. I was planning on just going through all of my blog posts in the order that they were posted and just going through each subject that I'd written about. But I don't know, this subject has really been heavy on my heart lately and I feel really called to talk about it now. Um, I did write a blog post on it recently, but if I don't, I just really want to talk about it now rather than waiting for 20 some episodes until we touch on this subject, because I just think it is so important. And I just see so much in the fitness industry in general, talking about this concept of like healthy and fit and what that means. And I think everyone, when they think of the word healthy and they think of fit, you know, you think of like six pack abs and you think of, I don't know, maybe you have a certain size in your head of what that looks like or what that diet looks like or what the exercise looks like. And when we talk about that or when we decide that we're going to get healthy or get fit, we come up with this definition of what that means. And I want to break that down. I want to maybe change the idea of what we have in our heads when we think about what healthy or fit means, especially because I use that fit, uh, more freeing way to be fit in my tagline. And I wanted to dive into what I think that means and how maybe we can just change that relationship with the word we have, like with the feelings we have around the word healthy or fit. And just know that you, you decide what that means. And it's just hard with how that's portrayed nowadays. And so I really want to dive into that. So let's start first by, I want to ask the question, like, what do you personally think of when you think of the word healthy or fit? Maybe jot it down, maybe just think about it in your head for a second and really reflect on like, when you think of those words, what comes to mind? You know, do you think of like weight loss? Do you think of fruits and veggies? Do you think of never eating sweets ever again or six pack abs or the freaking thigh gap or, you know, whatever that is that people are trying to move towards? Do you have defined muscle? I don't know, whatever, like, what is it that comes to your head? And I'll tell you a little bit about what I, my personal relationship with those words, um, especially when I was going through my disordered easy eating exercise addiction phase. For me, it was like a size zero or a size two because I constantly would fit into, you know, eight or 10, size eight or 10. And in my head, I was like, that's fat, that's fat. So for me, it was like, I got to get fit and fit into the smaller sizes that that sort of came to my head. And I was also kind of fell into the category of like six pack abs. And, you know, you had this really good relationship with sweets, which meant like you didn't really eat it. And I thought of like, you know, if I could just get to this, 
phase of my life, if I could just get to this, um, state where like, I didn't want cheeseburgers or these bad, I'm using air quotes here, these bad foods. And that's what I thought it was. Like this person was always working out and they were just so fit and, uh, so defined and really thin and they didn't eat these bad foods. So that's where I was trying to get to. And my way of getting to there was, you know, like I talked about before was not eating and then binging and not eating and binging. And it was just this vicious cycle of dieting and restricting and, um, trying all of these food elimination plans and spending hours and hours and hours in the gym. 90, I'd say 90% of the time hating my life with working out. And that's what I thought fit and healthy meant. But let's take a second and think about like, first of all, How are you getting to that idea of healthy and fit? Because if we're eliminating food groups because we're afraid of the calories, if we're dieting constantly, if we're treating ourselves like shit, if we're um, forcing ourselves to do these horrific workouts and we are hating our lives 95% of the time, we're comparing our overall level of happiness is just like down the tubes is that even a thing is like (laughs) our overall level of happiness is low. If we're getting to that body type of healthy or fit by choosing patterns that are damaging our bodies, that's not working. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's where I think the conversation needs to change. And I think we also need to start thinking about healthy and fit in our own way. Like that's your choice. (laughs) We don't have to follow someone else's food plan in order to be considered healthy. Okay. So now that we've kind of got that laid out, what I want to talk about is kind of next steps. And the first, very first step in deciding what feels healthy and what feels fit and what those things mean to you Again, coming back to that thing of noticing. We need to notice. We need to listen. We need to be observant. We need to be curious. We need to ask questions. And we need to go inward to find the answers. Take a second and separate yourself from what everyone else is trying to tell you in this industry. Like separate it. Cut it off. And get quiet for a second. I'm going to to kind of walk through a couple of things. Kind of imagine this. (laughs) This is the what if scenarios, okay? What if for, first of all, we could learn to appreciate the bodies that we have in this current moment. If you're wanting to change or if you don't feel good right now, maybe the first thing we could do is, you know, again, ask yourself why, what is it? that you're not feeling good about. If you are feeling tired and like lethargic and, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a smaller size or to incorporate other, these other things, like we're allowed to want to change. Right. But the difference is understanding why you want to change. Is it because you want to feel good enough? Is it like, think, is is it these fear-based things that are driving you to get to that end result? Or is it out of love for yourself? I want to feel better. I want to run a marathon. I want to hike this 14er in Colorado. 
I just want to eat better because I want to feel better. Those kinds of things. See the difference between that fear and love-based path, the two paths that you can take? Evaluate what it is, okay? So that I guess that would be step one, is if you are wanting this change, understand you know, what, where, like why you're making that decision. Is it a fear-based decision or is it a love-based thing? The next step, I think, is just learning how to appreciate where you're at today. I have a couple of thoughts so that my mind is kind of like racing, so I want to break it apart first. What, there's, there's like two paths here. We have the fitness realm where everyone's telling you that you should look a certain way in terms of like um, six-pack abs or like you need to be this size or whatever. You have this whole like weight loss dieting fitness industry, right? And then on the other side, you have this body love movement, which I think there's the message is so great. There's, there can be messages that are great in both areas, but I think there's also with this body love movement, we're taught that we should love our body all the time. And there's almost this other shaming of like, if you want to lose weight, that's bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to change something in your life. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a certain size, but again, coming back to that thing of like, why do you want to get to that size? What is pushing that change? Okay. Okay. So that's, that I want to preface it with this because when I talk about appreciating your body, I'm not saying love yourself 24 seven. I'm not saying it's wrong to feel bad about something on your body or something about the way you're feeling. I'm not saying any of those things are bad. I'm not saying there's a right way to feel. Okay. But at the end of the day, I want you to look at yourself or sit with yourself and say, I appreciate me. I appreciate what my body can do today. I appreciate what it's done for me. I appreciate where it can take me. I appreciate that I can walk, that I, you know, have this ability to take on challenges and create the life that I want for myself. I have that power and I appreciate that. Okay. And learning to understand, again, where all of this is coming from and trying to change those thoughts into thoughts of love. So learning to appreciate yourself and then making decisions that are loving to yourself. Maybe that's changing the way you speak about yourself. Maybe that's noticing when you're starting to go down that rabbit hole of negative self-talk. Maybe that's saying, man, I feel really shitty today and that's okay. You know, that's like that first step because this is why if you don't appreciate you and yourself in the state and being and where you're at right now today, you're going to hit that end goal and still it's not going to be good enough because you haven't learned to appreciate yourself and love yourself and make decisions out of love right now. Do you see kind of how that, I don't, I just know from experience when I'm making every decision out of fear and I'm driving from this place of not good enough, I, I've lost 20 pounds when I wasn't eating and over-exercising and just hating my body. And I would hit that weight and I would still, it was not good enough. Whereas now I've made some changes and I feel like every time I reach a goal, it's like, 
yes, I can celebrate and I can feel good and I can feel good about the whole process. That's so powerful. I'm so passionate about that. And that, that again, that's like just a really, I, we need to, to, to go there first, I, I think. Okay. Now, along those lines and kind of the next step, I just want to point out that what if we could start feeling beautiful and healthy at any moment? And that beautiful and healthy and fit or whatever doesn't have to be the end result. Does that make sense? So say you have, maybe you have a weight loss goal of 10 pounds. What if you could feel beautiful and fit after a day of eating foods that feel so good to you? And at the end of the day, even though you haven't reached that weight loss goal, you can feel healthy and fit and beautiful and satisfied and proud at any moment throughout your journey. What would that feel like? Okay. Number, what is this? One, two, three. So maybe this is tip number four. Let's again put a separation between what the diet industry is telling you. There are so many freaking fad diets and food plans and all of these things that you that are just being force fed to us. We have this new um, fasting diet, which I have a lot of opinions on, but I will not share now. <laughs> We have paleo, we have, you know, vegan, we have vegetarian, we have keto, we have low fat. I don't know. There's so many different things that people are putting out in the world. And I definitely fell into trying them all. I cut out food groups. I, I didn't eat. I eliminated carbs. I cut out sweets. I didn't eat fats, like literally everything. And it was because, you know, that was the new thing that was happening and everyone was doing it. And that was the way to lose weight. But for a second, let's just cut off the communication with all of that and take a step back again and go inward. What foods fuel you? When you think about eating and you think about like for me, this is, this is the example I always use. I work a nine to five job. When I choose my foods for the day, I choose foods that I know are going to energize me, make me feel really good, make me feel alert and awake and excited. And if I eat, say, a fast food cheeseburger and fries for lunch, I know from my body, I know that I'm going to feel tired and sluggish the rest of the day and be totally unproductive. And so if I decide to eat a big, I'm talking like big salad, <laughs> like ginormous salad. And a salad is so generic, but just use that for example. With lots of things, like I can't just have lettuce. Like I need to have like a protein and I need to have nuts and I need to have other veggies and a good dressing and a you know, maybe a piece of like whole grain bread or cheese, you know, I need to have substance to this thing. But if I choose, I know what foods feel really good to my body. And so if I have that rather than that fast food cheeseburger, I'm going to be so alert, so productive and ready to take on the rest of my afternoon. 
Same goes for breakfast. Same goes for like the eight different snacks that I eat throughout the day. Like I eat all day. Your body, if you learn to just kind of go inward and and learn to read your signals, your body tells you what it wants all the time. I have weeks where like maybe I'll eat less, less dairy and less meat, but then usually the following week, my body's like, yeah, those things sound good. I don't follow any kind of plan. I literally go off of what my body wants. And that takes a, that takes a while to figure out. But y'all, oh my gosh, it is so much more freeing to go off of the things that your body wants rather than trying to follow this diet. It doesn't work. Diets are not sustainable. You need to find something that works for you for the long term. This is a lifestyle change. Because what happens is you go on this fad diet, you lose all of this weight, and then the moment you introduce normal foods back into your body, you start gaining all of that weight back. And so it's called this yo-yo diet where you're, you eat and then you, you, or you lose weight and then you gain it. You lose weight and you gain it. And that's so bad for your body. It's so bad for your metabolism. Your body gets confused. And so if you can just get in this pattern of like being able to notice what your body wants at all times of the day, then it just becomes easy. You're like, oh yeah, vegetables sound really good today. And you know what? I eat fries and cheeseburgers and tater tots and pizza, macaroni and cheese, ice cream, cookies. Like I eat all of those things, but it's in moderation. And I most I usually do it on the weekend because um, that just, you know, I don't have to be alert and um, working all day. And so that's usually when I'll make those decisions. But sometimes during the week, I'm like, yeah, I really want some pasta. My body does really good with carbs. Um, and I think it's just all about, again, yeah, finding what works for you. And you know what I've, you know what happens because you don't put these like yes, no labels on or bad, good labels on food. It, it, eliminates this shiny object syndrome that I call where when you tell your inner kid that you can't have cookies or you can't have macaroni and cheese, you can't have X, Y, and Z. That's all the little kid wants. And that's all your body craves because you know, you can't have it. And so then when you get your hands on that thing that you said you didn't want, or you couldn't have, that's when you eat the whole thing in one sitting. I'm raising my hand over here. Like totally did that constantly. I would never be able to buy freaking Ben and Jerry's pint of ice cream without the intent of knowing I'm going to buy this and eat it all in one sitting. You guys, I've had a pint of ice cream in my fridge for at least four days. That was, I wanted to be that person so bad. The moment I stopped trying to be that person is when I became that person. (laughs) And it's because I just, I'll eat it when I want it. And I stop when I don't want it which is usually now like four or five bites. And if I want to eat maybe a half a cup of it, you know, whatever. If we can learn to sort of eliminate that good, bad mentality and just learn to ask your body what it wants, over time, you figure that out. And diets, I'll say one last thing. Diets, I think, sort of came about because somebody experimented and that happened to work really well for their body but it doesn't mean it works for your body. So just remember that when you're trying all of these things, 
just notice, start, start asking questions, start experimenting, take the bad, good labels off of the food and anything's up for grab and just, you know, have fun with it and just see how your body reacts and maybe take a, take notes. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's so cool. <laughs> we, we have all of the answers. We just have to listen. Okay. All of this sort of goes with Excerpt like that. My next step is um, working out, <laughs> and this is this is what I really based my brand off of. Um, I again spent hours upon hours upon hours in the gym, and if I didn't have a workout schedule for my week, I felt lost. I felt out of control. I felt nervous. Um, I didn't. I thought I was going to gain all this weight. And so that's, I think the main driver behind doing triathlons is because I didn't, there were no shortage of workouts when you were training for an event. Um, and then as I, I think my relationship with exercise changed a bit when I moved to Colorado and wasn't really into triathlons anymore. I was sort of over the whole competition and just like forcing myself to do these workouts that I did not want to do. And I rebelled exercise for a while and I was confused because that's what I knew for, you know, four or five years and had this mentality that it had to be work and it had to be excruciating. And if you weren't dying, you weren't burning enough calories. And when I started doing more of these outdoor sports, I realized that that it wasn't just about the love of moving my body, but it was the love for the activity itself. And so rock climbing and skiing and mountain biking and yoga and running and all of these things, had a, I had a different relationship with them because it wasn't, oh, I'm going to burn all these calories and I'm going to go work out. It was like, I'm going to go play outside. Like starting to do that, again, took a couple, couple of years to kind of figure all of that out. But when I realized that I didn't need a workout schedule in order to move my body every day, that's when everything changed. And now, because I've figured out what things are really fun to me, like I also oddly like really like uh, HIIT workouts or cardio circuits. I really like those. Not every day, like twice a week, which is really all you should be doing when you're doing that type of um, training. And I'll sometimes incorporate that in my week. Like today I did a kickboxing workout and it was so fun. So fun. <laughs> and I like, I'm excited to do it again. Same thing with like running. You know, I love running on the trails or I love rock climbing or yoga is so fun. I get to this point where I get to my lunch break. I'm like, I just want to go outside. So maybe I'll run. I might walk. I might hike. I might do a quick circuit workout. Um, maybe I'll go to yoga really guys, I make the decision of what I want, how I want to move my body probably 10 or 20 minutes before I go do it. So (laughs) I bring everything to work because I don't know what I want to do. I look, I look silly and I have like 10 bags, but I don't care because I have this opportunity now to be able to be like, I feel like swimming. So I'm going to swim or I feel like running. So I'm going to run. Literally, it's all about, um, how you want to move your body. And once you start loving your workouts, like maybe it's going to a Zumba class or finding some workout buddies and making it 
a Saturday afternoon where you go work out and then you get coffee and breakfast and um, connect. Like, start noticing what things feel fun because working out doesn't have to be uh, horrible. (laughs) It should be fun. You should want to move your body. So notice when, like, what stuff lights you up and, and incorporate that in your everyday. Like, look forward to working out. Like, what if that could be a thing, you know? Because it is. It is your choice. You can. You can choose that. <laughs> what if the way you felt right now was enough? What if society didn't tell you how you should look in order to be considered healthy? What if you put yourself first? What if you decided what good enough or worthy or approval or self-acceptance was? What if all of this around fitness and healthiness and exercise and eating and everything, what if all of that was your choice, your decision? Because guess what? It is. All of this is totally based on how you feel in your body. Decide what that is. Embrace what that is. And, and, and don't let this outside world dictate what that means for you. Because it's your choice. It's your body. Nobody knows what that feels like. Nobody knows what it's like to be in your body. Nobody has your same feelings or your same thoughts or your same type of body or metabolism or like everyone is different. So embrace yours, love yours. And for me, I weigh 150 pounds. I'm a size, whatever, you know, freaking sizes for women range from, I could fit into a size five somewhere and then a size 10 somewhere else, but I'm in that range. Like I don't have a size that defines my healthiness. My thighs touch. I don't have six-pack abs, but you know what? I feel great. I can define what healthy is for me, for my body. So what does that look like for you? Embrace it. Sit down, get a piece of paper out, write things down or, or meditate or get quiet or whatever it takes for you to start noticing the things about your body that feel healthy then go there. Do that. Because this is your life. And you define it. This is your truth. You define it. What does that look like for you? Lots of heavy stuff. So passionate about this kind of stuff. I would love to talk to anyone. Um, If if any of you have questions about um, anything I spoke about today, I, this, this stuff really lights me up and this is where I want to take my business, um, into helping women, men. I want to help you figure out what these things mean for you so that you can live your best life, your happiest life, your, your healthiest life, whatever that is for you. This is yeah, out of the, the norm of what I was originally wanting to talk about, but I just think this stuff is so important and so valuable. I hope you were able to take something away. But yeah, I think that's everything I've got for for this episode. (laughs) Thanks for being here as always. And I hope you have a great weekend. Happy March. And go out there and find 
find that thing that lights you up. Find your healthy. Okay. All right. Thanks everybody. And we will chat soon. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening and for being here with me. If you want more resources, pop on over to www.stephanie-dankelson.com. And until next time, stay radiant.